Good morning, Chairperson. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, can we can we start? Yes, Chair, we can start. Um, good morning, uh, all members. Um, morning. Morning, morning, morning. Um, support staff. Good morning of our of, of our of our committee. Uh, members of the media on the platform, members of the public, ladies and gentlemen, uh, good morning. Um, <clears throat> good morning, uh, uh, team office of the chief procurement officer. Um, you are all welcome. Um, <clears throat> today we, we are meeting the office of the chief procurement officer. The the role of, of, of this of uh, this office is very critical uh, when it comes to service delivery, first and foremost, and in ensuring that there is a, a proper um, management of all the SCM-related issues in, 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 in government, and to ensure that we do have efficient and effective uh, 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 spending. So uh, a very important meeting, and you are, you are, you are very much welcome. Darren, let's see. Do we, do we have uh, any apologies? Yes, Chairperson, we received two apologies. That's from Ms. Langwini and from Ms. Peters. Okay, let's, let's, note, let's note those apologies. Um, then what we'll, we'll do, we'll go straight to the, uh, to the, to the presentation. Uh, Maximum 45 minutes. We can, uh, if you want more time, you, you let us know. Let me check who's leading the, the Office of the Chief Procurement of. Um, good, morning. good morning, um, Honorable Chair and um, Honorable Members. I will be leading the Office of the Chief Procurement Officer. Please, please introduce yourself and uh, tell us exactly uh, what you do there and so on. Thank you very much, um, um, Honorable Chair, Honorable Members, um, Members of Public. My name is Molefe Isaac Fani. I'm the Acting Chief Procurement Officer. My responsibility is to oversee procurement activities um, in government as a whole. Thank you very much. I, I will I will flight the presentation. Uh, okay. Um, I have flighted the presentation, um, Chair. Let me just do. Um, Chair, may I have an indication that um, the Honourable Chair sees the presentation? Yes, it, yes, it's it's uh, visible. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, as as I have indicated, um, the. Um, the committee requested that we touch um, on the five um, bullets on our presentation to give an overview of the transversal contracts. 
and, and what the uptake is um, um, on those transversal contracts. Um, we also need to look at the manner in which procurement is used to help implementation of the um, economic risk re reconstruction and recovery um, in government, as well as to touch on the deviation and expansions and, um, um, and, and what the direct link is to black women, youth, and people with disabilities, as well as general statistics on deviations and modifications, and also to give um, um, progress on the draft public procurement bill. I will start with the transversal contract um, related um, issues, um, the enrollment and uptake. Um, the responsible, um, the National Treasury is responsible for putting together and facilitation of the transversal term contracts. The mandate to do that um, is derived from the um, Treasury regulations um, out of the Public Finance Management Act, which are regulations 16A6.5, um, um, which indicates that the accounting office or accounting authority may opt to participate. Um, um, Chair, um, I just want to indicate that the regulations they may opt. Um, there are some of the accounting officers and authorities that opt not to participate in the transversal contract, but that has been given um, effect by the Treasury regulations. Um, the relevant Treasuries that we are talking to with regards to that regulation 16A6.5 is the National Treasury as well as the Provincial Treasuries accordingly. The benefits that normally get derived from utilization of the transversal contracts is, is of standardization and consolidation of state requirements. If I may make an example, um, one of the commodities that we looked at was um, procurement of vehicles by government institutions. What um, used to happen was we used to have multiple tenders issued and multiple quotations issues to, to the same um, 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 manufacturers, let's say for instance, Toyota as an example, um, you would find that they get numerous um, requests for quotations for one vehicle um, and, and creating an administrative burden and not creating any value for government um, by way of doing procurement in that manner. So the transversal contracts consolidate these um, common goods and um, we put them in one basket and we get a price which government can use in totality. Um, we, we're looking at making some of the specifications that are similar to package them together so that that standardization may be able to derive a price that is um, 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 reduced or that is um, optimized for government to procure that goods and services um, from the market. The other benefit um, is that we've got benefit of, um, from economies of scale. We've got high volumes, um, therefore um, industry can anticipate from transversal contract volumes. We do give indicative um, volumes, so they are in a position to, to indicate or to plan their production to be able to service um, the needs of government um, based on those um, volumes that are indicated in the transversal contracts. So where there's high volume, um, we would consolidate the volumes and make sure that um, they, 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 the tender prices respond to the volumes that we have provided for um, suppliers um, so that government may benefit from that. 
Um, we also use transversal contracts to reduce duplication of procurement efforts. Um, I've alluded to the matter of um, um, procurement of a vehicle. Um, we just don't want the supplies to be inundated with the same requests by, by government. Um, one of the problems we had previously was they would be asked to send a tax clearance certificate 99 times in a month. Which, which is an administrative burden and may be not cost-effective for the suppliers um, in the manner in which procurement was done. So transversal contracts assist us greatly with regards to make sure that government works um, and efficiency is um, achieved. It's, it's, it's not a huge, um, 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 from a national space, transversal contracting structure is not huge. It's, it's, it's divided into five sectors. This may not be indicative of how the provinces are structured because a province may decide what to centralize as a transversal and what not to centralize um, as a transversal based on their needs and the volumes that they push from their space. But from a national space, um, you have a chief director and there's, there are five directors that reports to them under those um, 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 sectors that are indicated on the screen. Um, if we were to break down the sectors, um, honorable chair, honorable members, um, there's five of them um, with um, agriculture, textile and professional services, um, I'm deriving 11 contracts, um, ICT and security services with 13 contracts, education sector, eight, eight contracts, medical and pharmaceutical, 20. Um, fleet management having 12 of, of, of these contracts. The, the, the um, breakdown of those contracts are on the screen and um, has been shared with the members. The challenges that we have in the transversal contracting space is inadequate number of competent officials. We do have competent officials, all of them um, have been um, 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 assessed to, to, to a greater extent. However, we need more um, of, as, as we take up more transversal contracts based on the government need and based on the um, spent analysis of government, we unfortunately cannot take up much more than we already have um, unless it, 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 it cripples government completely. So we take it up and make sure that it is standardized. The number of officials we have, um, 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 we, are, we have optimized and we may have to take up more numbers in order for us to take up more transversal contracts to ensure that government works. Um, the current resources, unfortunately, based on the type of work that they do, they become targets of other organs of states. So we get a number of our officials targeted and, and, and pushed from us, and, and that cripples continuity in our space. Um, but we do manage to make sure that skills transfer um, 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 is, is done um, accordingly in our space so that we do not cripple our operations with, with that regards. We, but we are having a huge um, number of, of, of our um, officials that are targeted by other organs of state. This, this lack of support from other organs um, um, government institutions of our trans transversal contracts, um, reasons of which we have not been able to pinpoint. However, we, we are seeing a reluctance um, from taking up um, the transversal contracts. If you look at the participation profile, 
our organs of states, the, the national departments um, and, 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 and provincial, some provincial departments take up these opportunities because we, we, we actually have good contracts that we have put together and the pricing are quite relatively reasonable if you look at the um, dispersion of, of suppliers and, and the availability of products um, in the country and, and those that are sourcing them overseas, how readily available these products would be in the country. But, but we still experience some reluctance. Um, an example of, of, of this would be we, we have put together as National Treasury a very lucrative deal with uh, mobile operators, your, your Vodacom, your Telcoms, your, 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 your um, MTNs, um, where we have secured for government unlimited data, um, unlimited voice, um, but you still do find some um, organs of states that issue their own tender hoping they would find a better deal. They cannot find a better deal than what we have already um, 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 secured for government at this present moment, which helped us greatly um, when government um, went into into um, state of emergency because government could continue to con um, on con connectivity based on the availability of data. So organs of states not taking up all these advantages that, that we have for, for utilizing transversal contracts. Um, our, our efforts are to take up as much as we possibly can um, of um, organs of states participating in the transversal contracts and, and, and reaping the benefit we have from a larger scale. Technology availability is a problem. Our current um, 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 repository system for management of the transversal contracts is, is a challenge. Um, we are accelerating a process of making sure that um, we have a system available in the new financial year. Our talks with um, our sister diversion here, um, OAG, making sure that a module um, on IFMS um, is, is, is made um, available to us as, as transversal contracts for us to be able to manage our tender processes and evaluation processes because it's a high risk of audit findings if we are going to be receiving um, hard copies or, 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 or tenders in an Excel format and we have to manipulate the tender during the evaluation process. Just want everything to be populated in a system so that we can just click for reports and be able to add to evaluate and duplicate the tenders. Um, it's high volume of work that we are receiving because of the high demand um, for inclusion in the transversal contract by the available suppliers, per commodities that we have on the transversal contract. Our, our transformational agenda, which is government transformational agenda, um, we, we are partially achieving it currently because when we issue tenders, um, all um, suppliers that can supply the commodities do um, respond. At the current moment, we are applying the law to the latter where we are saying the highest scoring bidder um, 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 wins or gets included in the transversal contract panel. Um, this may not be indicative or this may not be an inclusive list because you could have a skewed picture where if Gauteng suppliers are the ones that are mainly um, included on the transversal panel based simply based on the their proximity to the supply to the manufacturers of the goods or services that we require and other suppliers on the outskirts like in Popo and Eastern Cape and Northern Cape, which which has other input costs into their cost model. 
um, may not necessarily put it because they may not, their price might not be favorable. The new um, public procurement bill seeks to address such um, anomalies where we are talking of issues of localization, um, and that would greatly favor some of the suppliers um, and greatly um, accelerate the issue of transform, transforming trans, um, um, public procurement um, in, in totality, especially when it comes to localization. We are working on, on accelerating the bill. I will give um, progress on, on the bill later on in my presentation. Um, how does then um, procurement get used, um, honorable chair, honorable members to and, 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 and members of public for economic reconstruction and recovery plan? There's, there's um, quite a number of um, initiatives that already exist in our legislation at the moment. Um, we, the procurement um, industry is, is quickly evolving. Um, we, we cannot just sit back and, and, and not do anything. Therefore, the public procurement bill would, would shift us from the position we have at the moment into a different position altogether. Um, government procurement policy is, is mainly to leverage um, on public procurement to promote broad socioeconomic objectives. We, we have the Broad-Based Black Economic Empowerment Act, um, but the act is not providing us the mileage that we actually want in terms of um, a distribution of government spent um, to, to the previously disadvantaged. So, but we do have that framework that is available um, that, that provides that um, um, comfort for us currently in the current legislative environment. Um, through the procurement policy, National Treasury has, enabled, um, has an enabling um, provision to strengthen SMEs, um, inclusion um, of, of, of the SMEs through the localization and industrialization program. I will speak to this when, when, when I touch on four elements that, that we are using for inclusion um, in the recovery um, of economic recovery. We, we have section 217, uh, honorable chair, that of the constitution that, that indicates that um, procurement needs to happen in a fair, equitable, transparent, and a competitive and cost-effective um, um, uh, manner. Um, I think um, we, we, anything that we do in procurement at the moment, we test it um, in line with, with, with section 217. Of the, of the Constitution. Um, the Section 217, Subsection 3 of the Constitution indicates that we need to provide preference um, to certain um, designated groups um, 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 in, in the country. And, um, the Preferential Procurement Policy Framework Act of 2000 was, was put together to specifically address the issues of designated groups. Um, like I have indicated, we have not really um, 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 pushed um, the boundaries hard enough um, to ensure that that preference is provided, but we have um, gathered some mileage with regards to the implementation of this act. Um, I, I have spoken to, 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 to these preferences. Um, Broad-based Black Economic Empowerment Chair um, gives preference to suppliers of goods and services based on the balance scorecard um, that, that is provided. Um, for an example, you, you would have, you've got level one up to level eight, where, where points are allocated a sliding scale 
um, where um, a supplier that is a, 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 a on level one would have three points and, and the sliding scale um, allocation of points um, based on, on, on triple B scorecard. What we have done in, in strengthening the SMME's inclusion in our procurement processes um, recently, um, as recent as 2017, um, 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 was we, we, have, we have increased the threshold for preference. In, 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 in 2015, we, um, prior to 2017, the threshold where we made preference um, to, to SMMEs was up to a million. We, we said anything above a million, um, we, uh, um, 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 below a million, sorry, we, we gave a preference of 80-20. So that meant that we could only allocate 20 points, maximum 20 points, for, for procurement endeavors up to a million. Now, what we have done is um, we've increased that threshold and said, let's move it to 50 million so that we give um, allocation of 20 points to any um, 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 supplier that tenders on, 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 on our government platform for, for 10, um, 20 points um, eligibility. Um, if I may demonstrate, for an example, um, in, in the olden, in, in, in prior to 2017, Chair, Honorable Chair, um, if you tender and um, your price was 999, you, you could only get um, 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 20 points on a sliding scale. But if you tendered for more than a million, you, you could only get a maximum of 10 points. So that meant you, you, you migrated to 90, 10. And, and from 80-20. Um, and we lost a whole lot of mileage with regards to the 10 points that we were not allocating for anything above a million. Therefore, we shifted the thresholds to 50 million and say up to 50 million, you may have an allocation of up to 20 points for preference. And anything above 50 million, you may allocate 10 points for preference. That, that has seen quite, quite a huge um, mileage with regards making sure that um, previously suppliers of goods and services um, have quite quite a large um, threshold and margin to 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 benefit from and and that's that's what we have done with regards to increasing the threshold um, 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 point one of the things that that we have done um, um chair was we we included issues of pre-qualification criteria for preference all that this means, Chair, Honorable Chair, is that um, in our pre-qualification, we can stipulate that this, um, the suppliers that are eligible for um, tendering uh, level one or level two or level three or level four, giving preference to the level in terms of the triple BEE scorecard. Um, that would then mean that we would give preference to, um, say, for instance, if we say any supplier um, above level four. That would then mean that we give a preference to companies that have black representation of more than 51%. Um, and any other supplier that does not would then not um, qualify for that tender. So that's one of the managers that we have put in terms of our preferential procurement regulations of 2017. Um, um, so they, 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 um, 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 we also said that 
um, subcontracting a minimum of 30% to EMEs and QSEs um, is encouraged in our procurement processes. But the subcontracting can only happen where feasible. If it is not feasible to subcontract, subcontracting cannot happen. But it is another mileage that we could use in, in, in making sure that inclusion of SMMEs um, happens in the rapid rate that we would require as government. Um, I, I have summarized this in, 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 in what I have said, that it is mainly 51% of owned businesses, which may be black people or black youth or black women or people with disabilities. We also look at people that, that are in the rural environment, cooperatives and many veterans in, in this space. Solely using the balance, um, triple BE balance scorecard in line with the triple BE Act, and, and nothing um, 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 but just that triple BBE um, 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 provisions. We, we, we have also indicated, as I have indicated, that subcontracting as a condition of tender is, is included um, as one of our transformational agenda. It has to happen to EMEs and the QSEs. Um, if it is not EMEs and QSEs, um, it is not permissible in the current legislative environment. And um, I have also indicated, Chair, that where feasible, there are instances where you cannot subdivide the tender um, for, for inclusion of subcontracting. And in those instances, we want a thorough analysis be done to indicate that it wasn't feasible to do subcontracting. Otherwise, if subcontracting is feasible, it can be um, included in the tender processes in line with the regulation line um, of, of, of triple PFA. Um, the, the other strength that we have included in our um, SMME efforts for their inclusion was, was negotiation of prices. Um, um, Quite often you would find that the, sub, the um, QSEs and EMS, EMEs um, tender without understanding exactly what um, the impacts are for the price that they have tendered. Um, and you'd find that the prices are quite exorbitantly high. So we do negotiate the prices to make sure that, that they're in line with the commodity, they're in line with what the economies are telling with regards to availability of the product and or the um, um, scarcity of the product and the availability of supplies in the country. And therefore, we negotiate prices accordingly. Transversal contracts assist us quite greatly in this instance because we can negotiate the prices and, and put the suppliers on the panel and making sure that the prices are optimized and the prices are, um, are reasonable in line with the market, um, what the market dictates um, from, from a larger scale. Um, one of the other things that we are doing um, in consultation with um, Department of Trade and Industry is um, 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 utilizing the policy position on local production and content. Um, Section 217 um, of the Constitution provides procurement principles um, to guide all processes related to, to, to public procurement. I, I have alluded to that. Um, we have taken it further in, in, in a sense that the preferential procurement regulations also um, make provision for um, Department of Trade and Industry in consultation with National Treasury to designate specific sectors in line with the national development and industrial policies for, for local production. To date, we have um, 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 designated a number of 
um, 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 sectors um, um, or commodities per se, um, cement being the latest one that we have designated um, um, with in line with what public procurement, um, preferential procurement policy framework act uh, provides to us as national treasury for designation of, of, of goods. The opportunities for designation of um, of certain sectors or certain commodities is, is to ensure that manufacturing capabilities in the countries are not lost and to also create um, those um, opportunities for us to be in a position to stimulate um, um, depressed um, um, economies in the country and making sure that in the process job creation happens and the inclusion of um, 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 those manufacturers um, um, happens in a manner in which government as a whole or country as a whole benefits from such. So regulation eight, subsection one of the preferential procurement regulations um, provides for, for Department of Trade and Industry um, to consult National Treasury when they want to designate any sector or products um, um, and, and, and they do stipulate certain thresholds. Um, for an example, with cement, we have said 100% of cement must be procured locally. Um, in some, like steel, we have um, indicated different um, um, types of steel and different thresholds, different types, um, based on what the economies um, are telling us with regards to the availability of such commodities. So um, in terms of the um, stakeholder responsibilities, um, the DTIC implements and monitor um, um, the industry policy, um, including conducting studies on local production and content and monitoring um, the implementation of the sectors that they have designated. Um, National Treasury um, consults with DTIC on the proposed designation and issue the circulars um, in respect of those um, sectors that um, we, we want to designate in consultation with um, the Department of Trade, Industry, and, and, and Competition. Um, to bias time, Chair, I have summarized that slide. Um, the next um, one that I would look at, Chair, is, is the number of deviation and expansions um, and modifications. Um, basically, um, the Treasury Regulation 16A64, um, um, says if a specific, if in a specific case it is impractical to invite competitors, the accounting office or accounting authority may procure the required goods or services by other means, provided that the reasons for deviating from inviting competitors must be recorded um, and approved by the accounting officer or accounting authority. Um, the practice note number eight of 27 um, 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 also make um, provision that reports um, must be done within 10 days to National Treasury um, and, and the Auditor General in cases um, where procurement above 1 million um, is done in line with the provision of A6.4. So if you cannot issue a tender or you cannot issue a um, instruction note eight two. Um, instruction note eight of twenty seven and twenty eight says you know, um, report such to national treasury within ten days. 
Um, instruction note three of 2016-17 um, under subsection eight um, indicates the reason why one would deviate. Um, it's, it's mainly under emergency or a sole supplier. Um, the emergency is, is, is defined under 8.2, um, where the sole um, source procurement is required. That means where there's only one supplier, um, that provision is made under 8.3 of that instruction note. Um, and 8.5 of the, of the instruction note says any other deviation um, will be allowed in exceptional cases subject to the prior written approval from the relevant treasury. The relevant treasury, as I've alluded to, is the national treasury as well as the provincial treasuries. Um, 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 honorable chair and honorable members. This, this is the status of the deviations as we have um, received them in the last quarter. 96% um, of, 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 of the deviations were from um, top 20 government institutions um, with, 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 with the rent value of more than 6 billion. And we have had um, 58 requests for deviation in that space. Um, and the other um, 82 government institutions um, only constituted 4% at 2 billion um, with 144 requests in, in regard. We've had more, just um, 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 about 202 requests for, for deviations. If we were to extrapolate on, 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 on top 20 deviations um, that constitute the 6 billion, um, you, would, you would note that USASA um, had the bulk of the deviations, followed by um, GTEC, which is a subsidiary of National Treasury, um, um, RTMC and Prasa um, and SAPS and CITA are part of what constituted um, the greatest deviations. You would note that in the previous quarters, ESCOM was leading the pack um, in this instance. They are certainly not um, as well as Transnet. Um, we, we have seen a huge spike um, from, from the other um, organs of states in this, in this environment. Um, however, ESCOM still has the, li the, the largest or the highest number of deviation requests. They are sitting at 14. Um, National Treasury has seven, CEDA and SARS at five, and, and, and the, um, the other organs of states um, have a lesser with PRASA only having three, even though they are featured high on the value um, with regards to their request. If you look at the, the, the current slides, um, Honorable Chair, you would note that um, with the requests that we have put forward for, for deviations, um, National Treasury did not support about 20 deviation requests. Um, we, 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 um, um, in, in that manner, and, and majority of them had a conditional support um, from us. Conditions that may be imposed on the support that we give would be um, typically something like um, where there was um, a project implemented and the IP rests with the supplier that was implementing. Therefore, we are unable to go out in the market and source 
for that service because certainly the market would not have intellectual property in that space. Therefore, we would then approve um, on the condition that no one else has that IP. So those are typical examples of the conditions we would impose. Um, in some instances, um, the supplier has started constructing a building. They are just left with a section or um, of the construction. Therefore, we would we would support that deviation based on on the condition that only that section may be completed and any other requests that comes um, may have to be subjected to an open tender market. Um, um, and those are typical conditions that we would give um, 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 Chair with regards to the conditions, but they may be various depending on the requirements. This, this is the status um, that indicates the rent value um, a number of counts with regards to what was requested by the organs of state. The, the contract modifications, um, we, we as National Treasury view contract modifications with, with, um, as serious um, simply because it, 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 it speaks about the planning that, that goes into making sure that we, we, we manage our contracts accordingly. Um, there's also um, serious concern because if you modify contracts, you perpetually um, um, encourage um, utilization of one supplier um, at the expense of other suppliers. And also we are saying perpetual modification of contracts may result in corruption um, 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 and we, we are totally discouraging um, modification of contracts unless it is warranted to do so. Um, the top 20 government institutions that requested modification to a tune of uh, 13 billion um, made 88 requests um, in that regards and there's only 1% of other um, that that on, that only um, had 67 requests. There were in total 155 contract modification requests that were put to national contract um, to national treasury. Um, ESCOM has the largest request for modification, and mainly in the uh, um, 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 new built um, projects, um, and also in the uh, um, um, refurbished projects. So you would see that um, coming quite strongly with regards to that. Um, PRASA um, coming in, Department of Environment, Forestry and Fisheries, also coming in as, as, as one that has requested the largest number of modification in this regard. If you look at the um, breakdown of number of requests for modification, ESCOM has um, requested 26 of modification, SARS 12, PRASA 6, um, DF at 5 with, with Road Accident Fund and SAPC um, National Prosecuting Authority in that um, 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 sliding scale, um, with Legal Aid having the less of the top 20 requests, um, 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 Honorable Chair. This, this is just a, 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 a graphical representation of the information that I've already shared, Chair, just to buy you time with regards to the discussions that we need to engage. This is a raw data consolidation of um, where the counts are. 
um, indicating ESCOM with, with 26, and, um, and, and in that slide is scale going down. The, the common reasons for deviations and expansions, um, soil supply and OEM um, utilization comes quite strong um, from the modification of, of contracts, um, rather from the reasons for deviations um, and expansion of contracts. Um, um, reliance um, on, on OEMs is quite heavy, particularly from the SOEs um, and utilization of, of, of single sources um, um, become a reliance across government um, with regards to what they, how they would envisage to roll out their um, different programs in, in their different spaces. Closed bid process um, um, limits the market and we, we strongly discourage um, limited bidding um, in our processes. Testing of markets is what we prefer as national treasury, but there are circumstances where this may be limited um, based on the circumstances surrounding the transaction at the time. Business continuity um, is cited most of the time as a reason for wanting to deviate. Um, a majority of what we have not supported um, is where business continuity was cited and exclusion of other suppliers which are equally competent to be able to provide um, 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 services. Um, however, we are cognizant of the fact that um, cost-effectiveness is critically important for government at this current moment because our fiscus is quite strained um, and we need to be in the position to weigh out the cost-effectiveness um, of, 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 of these requests when they come through. Um, service delivery um, is cited also as, 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 as agency for deviation, and we do analyze and, and, and support and not support where there is no need for us to do that. One of the other ones that comes strongly, um, Honorable Chair, is where the 15% threshold is, 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 is envisaged to be exceeded, or the 20% is envisaged to be exceeded with regards to the threshold that we have put in instruction note three of 2016-17. Um, um, therefore, we would um, look at the matters and, and support or not support based on the merits um, 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 of the submission. Um, what we have observed is that increased departures from the competitive bidding processes continue to happen. Continuous modification of contracts um, that keeps the same service provider continues to happen. Increasing audit disputes, um, um, Auditor General's office um, goes out and audits and there are um, um, disputes that are increasing. Um, my, my office and the office of the Accountant General um, are meeting with the Auditor General tomorrow um, in the morning to have, to have tea and have a conversation around how do we manage these um, increased um, audit disputes in the next auditing cycle so that we, we can eliminate them as far as we possibly can. Um, poor procurement planning is, the, is one of the biggest um, challenges that we have, because if, if procurement is left to the last minute, um, deviation requirements um, um, are sent forward um, to National Treasury, citing numerous reasons why um, deviations needs to happen. And if contract tracking and contract management is not done properly, um, you will see that modification of a contract would, would result. Um, and, 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 and that is not what we encourage as, as national um, 
um, treasury from where we are sitting. Um, Non-implementation of consequence management on officials for regular expenditure um, is, is also on the increase, and we are clamping on it with regards to our um, coordination processes. Um, before we condone any regular expenditure, we would want to see that consequence punishment was done and it was implemented. Otherwise, we do not um, condone such a transaction. This is just a summary of the challenges that we've got and the remedies that we have put in place. Chair, um, we, we, the, the, the committee requested that we um, present today um, what companies benefited um, from the deviation and expansion programs. Um, unfortunately, we had challenges with CETA connectivity um, and based on the volume of work that we had to retrofit to be able to present, um, we were not ready to do that and we apologize for that. However, we would make um, both quarter three and quarter four results available when we do um, um, present at the end of um, quarter four. The analysis has been done um, based on all the approved deviations. Um, like I've alluded to, the presentation would be um, presented, um, will be done um, when quarter four to the committee um, and um, CETA connectivity was the biggest contributor with regards to unavailability. Um, they are working on the issue and we, we hope that um, the committee will, will partner us for not being ready to present that. Let me just, in, in, in closing, give um, um, a summary with regards to the status of the um, draft public procurement bill. Um, the bill was gazetted for comments in February um, of 2020. Um, the bill proposed the creation of a simple um, regulatory format for public procurement. Um, and, 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 and one of the things that we, we have done in the public procurement bill, as you have seen when it was issued for public comments, is that um, we've got chapter four that specifically looks at um, reinforcing the um, um, responsibility of government to ensure that there is transformation in public procurement and the inclusion of women, youth, and people with disabilities um, is, is more cemented in the new bill. Um, and um, the, the subordinate regulations make more pronouncements with regards to how exactly are we going to empower um, youth, women, and people with disabilities in our subordinate legislation. Um, all the comments were, were considered, and a revised draft bill was, was prepared. Um, the, the bill is under consideration at the moment by the Minister of Finance. Um, when approved, um, it, it will be submitted to NEDLAC for consultation and they appoint to cabinet for approval to introduce um, that bill to parliament. That's where we are with regards to the bill. The um, Minister of Finance would touch on this in, um, in the, I, I envisage that the Minister of Finance would touch on, on, on the progress again, um, looking at the status on the run-up to the um, budget speech um, when he does his um, budget speech um, on the 23rd of February. Um, Chair, that's, that's all we prepared to share with you this, this morning. Um, and we, we would then take um, comments. I have with me uh, Ms. Basani Dekar, 
Um, she will assist me with um, um, the questions that regards to deviations and modification. I also have with me Ms. Um, Mpono She will assist with me on the legislative matters um, where such need is required. Um, over to you, Chair, and thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Isaac Fani, thank, thank you very much for the for the for the presentation. Um, let me go to the uh, honourable members. Honourable members, please indicate who would like to have a go on the presentation. I'm listening. Matafa. Mlenzana, my hand is on up. Shake him on, shake him on. Honorable Tehale. Sheikh Imam. Honorable Imam Sheikh Imam. Okay, Honorable Sarupin. Honorable Sarupin. Honorable Mbenzana. In other member. I've got Honorable Matafa, Honorable Tehale, Honorable Sheikh Imam. Honorable Sarupen, Honorable Mlenzana. Any other honorable member would like to come in? Okay. Honorable uh, uh, members, I would, Honorable Matafa, you start, and then immediately after that, Honorable Tehale, follow, and then Honorable Sheikh Imam. Then we'll take it. The three of you just, one after the other, come in. Don't wait for me to call you. Thank you. Um, I, I'm not giving you any limit on time, but please limit yourselves. Just be conscious that the other uh, members would like to follow after you. Honorable Latafa, please start. Thank you very much, Chair. Good morning, Chair. Good morning, members of uh, the committee and the Treasury and the Office of the Chief Procurement Officer. Chair, thank you for the presentations and the opportunity to participate in the discussion. I, I don't have many questions. I just have a few. Maybe as a start, it's on the issue of uh, the preferential procurement policy framework. Now, if, if, if members would uh, note, there was a lot of discussion around its impact on transformation, localization. I'm just interested to find out from the Chief Procurement Officer, the, the new bill that is being promulgated, how will it replace such issues that have become a problem to, to, to be achieved, particularly when you speak to economic transformation and localization, because it appears as if the PFA is um, struggling to ensure that those particular issues are achieved. The, the second question, Chair, is just on the issue of the modification of contracts that are requested by, by departments. I'm interested to find out how does um, the Chief Procurement Office or National Treasury ensure that these contracts are not modified in a manner that the current supplier ends up as the sole provider? in terms of the kind of services as well as products that are offered. I, I usually use an example of a vehicle that is purchased and when it's being repaired, you replace the original 
space with the space of another brand. Once the term has run out, the original manufacturer won't be able to re, to service that vehicle because it's packed with other contracts. And there can be an argument that it's based on the need for business continuity. But is there a way that as these modifications happen, we are able to shield the market by ensuring that no one takes advantage of those particular modifications that are coming through as part as, of the servicing of the of the contract. The the other question Chair, is on the leg of a central ERP system. Now I'm just uh, interested to to find out that as far as the COVID PP is concerned, how can the challenges of leg of such system be addressed? Because in in the past, it has been uh, identified that the challenges that we had with the irregular uh, procurement of uh, COVID PPE was related due to the lack of this particular system. Is there a way and a process that is in place to ensure that these challenges do not uh, appear again as it, it, it goes uh, goes? Uh, the last one, Chair, is just on the deviations vis-a-vis the budget allocated against procurement plans. Normally, funds are allocated to plans that are approved through a procurement plan. Is there a way or a system that the office is able to track that these deviations still remain in check with the original intentions of the procurement plan? And, and, and if not, what mechanisms are in place to ensure that the deviation from the original approved procurement plan is not so much that it even alters the intention and the final product of the initial procurement plan? I will pause there, Chair, and thank you once again for participating in this meeting. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson, for giving me this opportunity. Uh, I have picked up a point where they were talking about the transversal of contracts, whereby there's a challenge of officials who are not competent. So this is worrisome if people have been given work to do and they are not competent and they are not being trained then uh, the people who are going to suffer at the end of the day is the people who are supposed to receive the services. So in my mind, I was saying, I don't know if ever these people are being taken to training so that they know what is it that they are going to do. So if maybe the, the challenge is so serious that even the, if they've been taken for training, they, they don't master what they must do, then something must be done so that this uh, country of ours is not really swimming in this type of a problem. I mean, I really want to, 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 to thank the department for blowing the horn because if they discover this type of a challenge and they keep quiet about it, then we'll keep on complaining. Chairperson, uh, that is the only thing that I wanted to raise. And I want to, to thank the presenter for, 
for the presentation. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Chairperson, and thank you to the, for this presentation. Indeed, I think it was very informative. Let me start off by asking a few real reasons why some of our other structures that do not want to comply. Secondly, uh, the, you know, I want to give you a good example where we have a problem, and I think my colleague earlier spoke about uh, sole service providers. And I remember under the police committee, which I belong to, that police vehicles that go in for repairs to some of this lie there for a year or two. Uh, how have we been able to prevent this based on the fact that we have sole service providers uh, 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 and do not uh, uh, produce uh, uh, satisfactory uh, uh, performance. Now, the other thing is, is, have you ever, through your transversal contracts, identified products that South Africa could introduce? And when I say this, I say this because I made an observation many years ago when we went on oversight uh, with the Standing Committee on Appropriations, and this was to Eastern Cape, where we found that water and sanitation, uh, the, the contracts that were awarded were at a standstill. And the only reason it was at a standstill is because service providers did not have the resources to be able to procure the goods, uh, goods which we need in this country every single day because of water and sanitation infrastructure. They did not have the resources to be able to procure this because they are small businesses, contracts are given to them. And we then suggested maybe government should take the responsibility of pro providing the goods and letting them do the labor. But more importantly, together with uh, uh, trade and industry and small business development and, 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 and other structures, maybe create this industry in a country that's got such a high level of unemployment. Are you doing anything to make such recommendations, particularly on products that we are, are, are needing uh, in this country, like the water and sanitation? I've given you an example. From. And then the other thing is this. My uh, findings tell me that many of the suppliers that we have today are not people that produce the goods that they supply us. These are people that are have taken advantage of the broad base or the BEE and things, and they have they are middlemen that are just making the money. And I'll give you one good example: stationery, which is supplied to the Department of Basic Education. All of I've had repeated calls of the manufacturers who never get an opportunity to supply because there are middlemen that are making the money in between. And one good example was the issue of. Another good example was the issue of the Palisade concrete fencing and things which our government departments, municipalities, clinics and all these things use. And we found that there was a weakness and the, the person who's got all the grading will not get the work anymore. Why? Because of, you know, corruption. But all these people who procured these contracts go back to the same person to do the job. And one of the weaknesses we found in the system was that it is if your pricing is about 10% or 15% too cheap, then of course you they believe that you can't, even though you got the grading that you might not be able to finish the job yet. This is the same contractors that go out there and 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 and, and finish the job. 
in any case, but at a much higher price. Then the other question is, just tell me, these transversal contracts, do they have a specific time period? And if they do, is the procurement process, uh, does it commence timelessly to prevent this extension that we tend to be getting? Uh, 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 very often you'd find that the contracts, uh, the uh, tender process is not completed. So current contractors uh, have to continue that on a month-to-month basis or whatever it is until then. Are there companies in, in South Africa that have a monopoly at the expense of, 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 of the empowering the, the, the rest of the community? Because I find sometimes big companies enjoy a monopoly over smaller ones, which never gives the smaller companies an opportunity to be able to, 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 to survive in this industry because of the manipulation of the system. Uh, and I think when I spoke about the other thing, I want to know whether your criteria is to really go on the cheapest quotation uh, and what. Then there's a major problem that this committee also identified a very serious problem. We went to the Eastern Cape again and we saw schools that were being built. Contracts are given to contractors to build these schools. You have a grading which you qualify for an X amount. That's what your grading allows you to. But you find that this contract has been given two or three of the same, which means he doesn't really qualify if you look at his grading. And you find that all these contracts, these schools are just standing when we went in a, and we, we established that through to this, uh, this particular committee of our standing committee on appropriation. How do you actually deal with that to ensure? And then lastly, there's so many other things out of my experience on this committee chair that we found. But uh, the, 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 the last thing is this, who do you report and what success are you getting in terms of uh, 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 non-compliance and a failure uh, to ensure consequence management? And in light of that, would you then be able to, and something we've requested previously many years ago, could you give us on a monthly basis perhaps a report of those that are not complying in terms of the contract? Because with the, the time period in which lapses when we realize the problem, you've lost a lot of money. And then the escalation kicks in and it costs us a lot more than we originally uh, anticipated. And of course, sorry, Chair, to do this. Lastly, how many of these service providers are fully compliant in every aspect, in, and including delivering on time. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Mataf, Honorable Tehali, Honorable Sheikh, Ma'am, Honorable Sarupain, followed by Honorable Lenzana. Can I just check with the uh, oral members? Is there other other oral member would like to? Uh, to ask questions or to comment on the presentation that I have not mentioned or recognized. Okay. Honorable Sarupen, followed by Honorable Mlenzana in that order. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. Chair, let me just start with transversal contracts. And there are provisions in the PFMA and MFMA that allow departments and municipalities to piggyback from the tenders of other departments or other municipalities. And what I see in a lot of these things, my own experience is that we lose out in economies of scale as the state because 
a for example a a department or a municipality will want to procure let's just say 50 light bulbs and it's a smaller municipality and a larger entity will want to procure off the same contracts and then they're paying a higher price and a lot of um, corruption I think happens there so I'd love to know how they deal with that and what barriers they put into place to prevent losing economies of scale when these sorts of things happen and and how they they handle departments and so on who try to do that um, then chair with regards to deviations um, and we got the, that full slide and deviations that were not supported um, and they did give common reasons for deviations and expansions. Um, what I'd like to know is what were the top reasons for unsupported um, deviations and contract modifications um, and whether it was any of these were as a, a result of blatant non-compliance with the PFMA or other regulations. Thanks very much, Chair. Uh, thank you, Chairperson, and uh, good morning, uh, ladies and gentlemen, team uh, procurement office, uh, and uh, whoever. Chairperson, uh, can I switch off my video? Uh, because I feel that it can be a, a challenge to my connectivity. Please, Mr. Oh, yes, thanks, Chaperson. Chaperson, just a few things. Let me start from the bottom. Chair, uh, I am worried by uh, this appeal for, for us not to receive the report on the companies that benefited from deviations and expansions. I'm worried, Chair, because there was a reason that we had specifically asked for 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 for, for this report uh, it is not the first time Jefferson, if you remember that we are interacting uh, with the office of the chief procurement officer uh, uh, we, we have been interacting with them for instance yes another shake iman has touched on the, the question of the consequence management. But let me let me let me put it the other way. Uh, is there no way where in the fourth quarter report or if they are ready to give us now a breakdown of what is it, how and when have they dealt with uh, consequence management on officials who cause irregular expenditure? If we can have the list of such officials, what is it that has been done? How and at what stage is all that? Uh, so that we can know uh, that there is something that is actually happening regarding irregular expenditure. The second one is uh, this uh, loud cry on on human uh, capital uh, challenges? We have been we have been uh, persistently, you know, uh, raising issues around the uh, incapacity within the office of the chief uh, procurement officer. It's 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 more than a year. 
uh, that we have been hampering on one and the same thing. Can we even with this one? Uh, there is that slight, uh, Honorable Tehale has touched on this. There was a slide on competent uh, officials. Uh, that uh, uh, one of the challenges is that uh, you you have a challenge with competent officials too. It looks like when you are talking human resource management, you you do not have a strategy uh, of retaining your 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 your, 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 your officials. Uh, uh, would I be correct when I'm saying, uh, Chief uh, Procurement Officer, you do not have a retention strategy? If not, why? If yes, how uh, is your retention strategy? Incentives and all. Do you have such? If not, why? Uh, b- because it looks like, Chairperson, the office of the chief procurement officer, if you listen to him presenting, is that uh, there would be just fresh minds coming in to get uh, well-polished CVs so that such officials could get into greener pastures. Hence, he says, it is even difficult for them to, 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 to get training and all that. If, 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 because there has been a question uh, regarding the preferential procurement regulations. Uh, now, let, let me touch it, let me touch it. That uh, in light of the recent court rulings, that uh, the VPR uh, of uh, 2017 conflicted with the existing procurement legislation and the constitution. Uh, now, what is it that is in place uh, in terms of rectifying such uh, and also ensuring that uh, if there would be or there are any loopholes uh, in the legislation, all such is being addressed so that uh, we don't fall into the same trap going forward. Thanks, Chairperson. Thank you, uh, uh, Honorable Sarupen and Honorable Lenzana. Can I check again on the platform any oral member who wants to come in? If not, let, let me uh, join um, my colleagues in welcoming the, uh, the, the, the presentation. Big question for me, it's a uh, Mr. Isaac, fine, we see that you are also acting. And if I'm not mistaken, since 2017, we've been having acting officers in that that office. Um, The question is, perhaps which you may not be able to answer, but if you can, please, when are we getting a, a, a permanent chief procurement officer? But I think what you can answer is, uh, do you think, let me rephrase my question, what challenges does it pose 
to the organization to have somebody who's always acting there and different people coming in and out. I have my own uh, uh, answer, but I would like to get from 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 you. Um, do, do you think this thing of, uh, of coming to the presentation, uh, uh, institutions may opt to participate in transversal um, <clears throat> a, a, a contract? Does that not create problems? If it does, what type of problems? Uh, and what do you think should be done uh, to make this? Because I think there was a reason, well, there was a reason why we ended up with uh, transversal um, contracts. But if we say uh, some accounting officers can may opt to participate or not to participate, I think then um, it defeats the whole purpose. Uh, one of the main things coming from the economic reconstruction and recovery plan um, as tabled in Parliament by the President, is to try and promote localization. When we talk about localization, you are talking about local manufacturing, so that we don't import these things that we can manufacture here in the country. Uh, the economic rationale behind that, it's, it's, it's evident. I don't need to get to that in terms of participating on, on, in helping economic growth and uh, also empl em 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 employment creation. So the question is, how have your office used uh, procurement to promote localization? And uh, please share us uh, the examples of, 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 of that. For instance, Honorable uh, Sheikh speaks about the, the question of stationary. By and large, most of the stationery that we get is still imported. And uh, I just don't understand why don't we produce stationery here. Uh, we have paper producing companies and so on, but we still go to China and, 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 and get uh, <clears throat> a, a, a stationery from there. Which talks to, to the uh, PFA, which is, is, is the price, because you can get a cheaper price of the things that you import from other countries. But when you look at the bigger price, the social price, and that in terms of job creation and in terms of economic growth, the price may still be bigger. So I just want to check whether with the new uh, public procurement bill, are you factoring that one in so that we are not just looking at price at a very uh, narrow definition? Another question for me, uh, Mr. Isaac Fanny, and, and please be uh, <clears throat> um, as open as possible with this one. <clears throat> uh, your office is not true. How, how serious do you think we take the questions of uh, uh, economic transformation in terms of first ownership, a broad based economic empowerment? Uh, blacks, women, youth, people living with disabilities. I will tell you, um, the main thing that this economy is, fa is facing uh, is it's high rates of unemployment, poverty, and inequality. So we always argue here in Parliament that the budget that 
uh, we <clears throat> we pass as parliament uh, aims to do to deal with those uh, broad challenges. But if I may pick up on inequality, South Africa is uh, the most unequal country in the world, and uh, um, it's not getting better. But year in and year out, we pass the budget. And we always argue that we want this budget to deal with those things, but I'm, I'm, I'm confining myself to inequality. How serious do you think that your office, first and foremost, but as government, do buy goods and services, we take this one seriously? Perhaps let, let, as I'm talking about that, let me jump to the 80-20 and the 90-10 rule. And I think it is, it is a, a welcome development that we move from 1 million to 50 million Rand to get to the eight, the eight, the eighty twenty and the ninety ten thing. <clears throat> now, tell me if I'm correct. Using the the ninety ten rule, uh, if if I've got the cheapest price, I already have got ninety percent waiting in terms of uh, adjudication. So all the other things, the localization. Uh, the question of empowerment and the uh, transfer of skills, uh, uh, employment equity are contained in the 10%. So if I have got the cheapest price, I can easily ignore these other things. I'm a, I'm a short of 90%. Your comment, please. In your, in your transversal contracts, do you have professional services? Uh, for instance, your legal, your accountants, your architects, quantity surveyors, etc. I'll, I'll tell you why I'm asking this question. One of the things that we were confronted with are the professionals who are saying they're not getting government work, and the professionals who are saying that in, uh, 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 departments and uh, SOEs, they get their names, put their names in the, in the database, but they never get work. Uh, do you want to comment about that? Um, <clears throat> what what can be done, or what is it that is not being done, so that we also make sure that these uh, professionals, especially coming from the disadvantaged backgrounds, also benefit from uh, from the government that uh, uh, they uh, <clears throat> um, the government that they vote for, whether nationally provincially and local governments. What is the problem here? And from your office, what is it that you think can be done? We had the cry that we, uh, we, we usually get from uh, these professionals. Coming to subcontracting, um, I know it's, it's, it's our policy, 30% subcontracting. Do you think that's an efficient way of empowering small businesses? I'll tell you where I'm coming from. Um, to subcontract, it depends on me, what type of work I give you, and so on. And is this happening? Uh, there's this thing of, of, of deviations. I, I would like us to go to slide uh, 42 and, and, and look at, at, at those when, when, when you answer that. Uh, look at those reasons for deviations and modifications. And I would like us to uh, to go through those things one by one, uh, so that I just want to to to, to show you some some flaws as far as that uh, deviation uh, those deviations are concerned. 
But let me give you this uh, uh, bad course, right? This thing of in the market that uh, um, uh, there's only one supply. I think you must you must really look look into this thing. Ecos uh, uh, 101 tells you there's no one who has got, who has got the perfect knowledge of the market. I repeat, no one has got the perfect knowledge of the market. So if this, there are people yesterday, today you may find that there's only one supplier, but there's no. There's, you, you can't be guaranteed that tomorrow you won't have a second supplier, a third supplier, and a fourth supplier. So, but I know that it's used quite a, uh, quite a big deal, this thing. Um, but to as we answer it, I would like us to go to slide 42 and 43 when you come to it so that you can go just over those things one by one. I think uh, uh, Mr. Isaac Fani, uh, please uh, uh, start responding to the, uh, to the questions by the honorable members. And I always uh, uh, issue this uh, warning upfront. I would say that uh, of the things that you think that you don't have enough information on, uh, uh, don't try to, to answer because tomorrow may call you and say, but that's what you told us. Uh, if you still want to go and research and give us a written uh, response, we also appreciate that. Mr. Isaac Fani, please, with your team, you'll, you'll decide who you want to give the question to. Um, you'll only bring the meeting back to us once we have uh, finished attending to the issues that have been raised. Thank you so much. Th thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Um, one such question that I would not want to respond to is, um, when are we going to fill the office of the CPO? That is the competence of the Director General. Um, he is in a better position to, to answer that. What I could only speak to based on um, what he had made available to public is that the people that are given the permission to act um, are given full delegated authority and uh, are deemed to be competent to provide the services. So business continuity um, is not hampered in, in that regard. But as to how soon he would um, appoint is, is entirely what he would respond to. I am not privy to that, um, to that information. Thank you in that regard. Just, just, just on that, just on that, um, so that I don't forget it. Darren, uh, uh, let's let's prepare the letter to the uh, uh, to the minister about the the fully the filling of this position on a permanent basis. Uh, it has been a, a sub point and so on. But I think the second part of the question you can uh, answer um, with all the day. I said, uh, what risk does that uh, pose to the organisation to have people who are not permanent? From your perspective. From my perspective, Chair, would be that, um, like I've alluded to, that um, I think the Director General has ensured that um, the people that act um, have a level of competence that, that is required for the job. Um, otherwise, he would not have provided them with that platform to do that. However, um, and also the people that have acted have been retained um, in National Treasury. Therefore, business continuity has, has, has taken place. Um, therefore, we have not lost any um, knowledge or any um, 
um, information flow from from one official to the other. What what that what what could be picked up is on the human factor, where the officials um, within the OCPO would love to have a permanent CPO so that they are certain of 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 of, of the future of OCPO and 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 the um, ability of OCPO to position itself on a strategic front. Because um, um, the my predecessor may have had different thoughts with regards to how she would take um, OCPO. I may have different um, 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 thoughts, but we do share these thoughts with with, with the DG and and he makes sure that there's alignment with regards to national treasury and the government-wide imperatives with regards to what the OCPO's office should do. Um, um, from, from an operational point of view, we, we, we are seeing continuity and we, we, are, we have a level of confidence that, that we are okay. Um, from a strategic front, we may be struggling. Um, um, and I think the DG has indicated um, to, to the organization, National Treasury, that he is putting priority to making sure that together with the minister, they fill the positions as, as soon as they possibly can. So that from a strategic and the implementation of the government-wide programs, we are not seen wanting or found wanting um, in that regard. And, and, and such um, a move is to ensure that issues such as the um, automation and, and, and transformation of, of, of SCM and the um, changing or... or, or, or Drafting of the new legislative framework happens in a seamless environment, and that requires a consistent application of mind by an individual um, fully implemented, um, fully appointed in that position. And I think he takes cognizance of that and he would act accordingly. Thanks, Chair, I'm, I'm with regards to that. If I may proceed with your permission, Chair. Please, please do. Thank you very much. Um, I, I, will, I will attempt to answer all the questions as, as far as I can recall. Um, as I've indicated, Honorable Chair, um, Ms. Pasani Dekers, um, Mr. Mutushi Muifo, as well as Ms. Mpo um, Numalo are with me. They can fill the gaps um, where I have missed um, the point. I will, I will start first with... Um, um, triple PFA um, 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 and its impact on the broader transformation and processes um, and, and, and how, how will PFMA deal with transformation um, as government envisaged it. It is our intention that once the new public procurement bill is enacted um, and turned into law, that um, triple PFA will, will, will be um, 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 scrapped completely. Um, 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 we, we, though we have been able to find a structure through the triple PFA um, in terms of preference, it has been silent with regards to how do we advance then um, the imperatives of, of especially women, youth and people with disabilities. So triple PFA is one of those pieces of legislation that, that we are envisaging that it will be scrapped um, 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 and replaced totally. Um, by the new public procurement bill. Um, so um, it will not feature in the new dispensation. So we will repeal it. Um, one of the things that, that has helped us um, 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 in the last couple of years was National Treasury having sight of 
um, what organs of states um, wish to, number one, to use as a single source and what they wish to, to do in terms of modification of contracts. We, we have been able to detect um, issues such as perpetual utilization of contracts. Um, we are definitely opposed to perpetual use of, 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 of contracts unless there are technical reasons that warrants such a perpetual use. Um, I have made an example that um, sometimes we would have suppliers that have intellectual property with regards to a certain um, 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 service that they provide. In such instances, it would be unwise for us to test the market because the market would go and buy that intellectual property from the supplier that we are trying not to procure from, and they will they will charge government a markup. So you would have such instances where single use of supplier in a deviation form is, is, is warranted. Um, and, and there are many others um, where, where, where such can, 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 be, can be used. Um, there are also instances where a, a law firm is is defending a department on a matter, um, and the matter gets gets postponed or new evidence come 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 to be. They they have um, contracted them for say hundred thousand, and now that continuous um, continuity with regards to utilization of that law firm um, is warranted because you cannot have a new senior counsel to brief to take up the matter, but but it would be wise for that organ of state of of of, of, of state to continue using that law firm to finalize the matter um, at that disposal. So there are instances where that is warranted. We cannot totally do away with that single source um, utilization of suppliers totally. Um, but there are instances where they are not warranted, um, where there were elements of, of poor planning um, and such um, as national treasury, we do not support. However, the Public um, Finance Management Act gives these rights to the accounting offices and the accounting of authorities to make. They have to apply their minds in such a way that it is in line with, 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 with the act. National Treasury should not babysit, for lack of a, of, of a better word, um, the, 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 or should not um, make um, it be seen that accounting officers and accounting authorities are incapable of making decisions. Um, correct decisions with regards to um, whether this is this is warranted as a single source or whether this is warranted as 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 as, as a deviation type of or whether a certain contract should be extended. But if you look at the slides that we have presented and the number of those that we have not supported as National Treasury, we still are concerned that we would have to do a lot of monitoring um, of these um, modifications and single sources um, until we get the process right. And consequence management needs to be taken by, 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 by the um, parliamentary overseers with regards to accounting offices and accounting authorities that do not fully um, 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 perform their duties and functions in line with the PFMA and the, their delegated authorities. Um, if anything at all, the Zonda Commission has highlighted the areas um, 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 where there has been poor management and poor um, 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 decisions on, on the accounting offices and accounting authority side with regards to discharging of their duties. But National Treasury will continue to monitor and making sure that we, we arrest these things before they become a problem. So modification of a contract um, 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 is, is definitely our concern. Now, 
we are not at National Treasury technical experts um, um, for all the issues of, of government. I think last time when I did the skills inventory in our environment, I'm, I'm probably the only engineer um, in, 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 in the office of the chief procurement officer. And certainly my job is not to do technical evaluations, but we are looking at the process and making sure the process that is applicable for the procurement is done correctly um, and not necessarily the technical details with regards to what is being procured. Definitely um, an area where we rely heavily on um, 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 the accounting office and accounting authorities to exercise their duty with that regard. Um, in terms of the single ERP system or the system availability, um, we, we were using one specific system up until the last three years um, where there were disputes with that supplier um, and, and we discontinued the utilization of that system. It helped a lot um, with regards to making sure that procurement happens seamlessly, especially the tendering process. Um, um, for the last three years, the, the unavailability of system has been an issue to us and we are expediting the process. Um, um, our DG has um, expressly indicated to, to, to our colleagues that we need to expedite that process and run with it as, as, as much as we possibly can. The system enhances operational efficiency um, 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 so that we do not take too long. If, we, if, we, if you look at the volume of submissions we receive when we advertise our tenders, definitely a system is required. We receive thousands and thousands of applications um, or, or of tenders, which also creates bottlenecks in our processes where you will see that where we have made provision for three months for management of, or six months for management of a tender, we have to extend the current tenders because we have not um, finalized the volume of work um, that we are doing in terms of the tender processes without rendering the government into irregularities and making sure that all the balances and checks are taken into cognizance and that um, our tenders are done um, above par. So um, the system, um, um, expediting of the system is, is quite, quite important. The challenge with having a, a, a centralized procurement system is that, um, um, as we have envisaged with IFMS, was that we would have sight of, of, of expenditure, we'd have sight of procurement um, transactions. So visibility with regards to OCPO being able to check and do the monitoring um, um, and picking up trends would be would be enhanced, um, and and we don't just become a post office um, 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 in the process. But um, the fented repository systems means that we have to request the information in a report form, and and and, and then we must manipulate the information to have or to make sense of what we receive, and that is not aiding us in 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 a sense of what we are supposed to be doing with regards to picking up the trends and making sure that we, we, we come up with plans and strategies to mitigate those if they are risks. So it is important for us to have a single repository system and our, um, our IFMS system is being expedited in that regard. Um, we, we receive on um, annual basis, um, April, May being, being the months where we receive the procurement plans. The procurement plans indicate to us what the organs of states are planning to procure um, for that financial year. 
Um, on quarterly basis, we sample and analyze the progress on these procurement plans, particularly where, they, where we see um, from historical information the risks exist with regards to service delivery. Um, it, it is impractical for us to, to, to do analysis of all the procurement plans, but we do sample. Where we see deviations from procurement plans, we do request um, reasons why the procurement plans are not implemented. What we have not done, which we will do uh, moving forward, was to, in, to have an indication on the procurement plan, whether they're going to go on open tender, whether they're going to go on single source or OEM, so that we can upfront interrogate the procurement plan with regards to why would you go on a single source and why would you would you approach an OEM and not test the market? Those conversations need to happen before they actually even apply for, 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 for deviation for utilization of a single source. But National Treasury has only limited resources to ensure compliance, but we will try and, and make sure that we work smarter with regards to the information that we get or we request from the department in, in that regard. Um, if I may just correct um, what um, I may have said and may not have been understood with regards to competence um, of officials, the current transversal contract officials are competent um, to perform and discharge their duties. The, the tran transversal contracts are put centrally and they are given to the departments and the departments are supposed to then procure out of those transversal contracts. And that's the problem where we receive challenges with regards to are the officials in the departments or the departments that are participating competent enough. When we do lose um, our, um, our staff, our, our um, 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 resignations are not that many. I think our our natural attrition is less than um, half a percentage. So we are not losing um, 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 an alarming number of officials. Um, so it means our competence base is still um, solid. However, because of that solid competence, the, 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 the officials are targeted for placements in other departments, which is the risk that we are sitting with. If we are going to have that happening, um, we, we will eventually have to sit with a high turnover, and that turnover will cripple us in terms of National Treasury being able to discharge their, its function and making sure that in a manner in which we do not uh, remember when the participating departments take up opportunities um, with transversal contract and there is anything irregular with how the, the contract has been placed, all the participating departments are rendered into irregularity. Therefore, we try um, 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 to make sure that we are diligent in the way that we are doing. Um, 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 in the last year, um, um, if I may, um, I may just speak on that one, we, we did not have any irregular expenditure in the year before we did not have. Therefore, we, we we, we are making sure that government is enabled and we are setting a good example as national treasury. What we do um, to identify the facts that South Africa may introduce is unfortunately, currently, the majority of our procurement process is not at the level where we start looking at what would be other commodities that are required? What we are currently doing to ensure that we reach that maturity level, we are doing the analysis first of the, of the um, procurement plan, secondly, of the spend that government has currently. 
And if we pick up volumes and we pick up repetitiveness of procurement of the current commodities, we then analyze it and, and make a decision with regards to should it come to national treasury for inclusion in that as a transversal contract, should it reside in the provinces to ensure that the provinces also leverage on the footprint with regards to the suppliers, um, or should it just be a local transformation thing that can be supported through the quotations? Issues such as toilet paper, issues such as printing paper, issues such as disinfectants, issues such as um, um, groceries and refreshments, those are fast moving products, easily available. They can go out on the quotation base. The local suppliers um, can be um, empowered through a quotation process. Therefore, it will, if we take it and make it a national contract, we will be eroding that um, um, footprint with regards to local um, um, empowerment of suppliers. You, you can go to uh, Mrs. Jones next door to provide that service. Therefore, um, that's what we're doing. Um, 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 but we are working very close with the departments. Um, for an example, if there's a new commodity um, 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 in the health sector, the health department would come and indicate to us there's a new commodity. We require that commodity, and these are the advantages. We, we go and we research. We've got a strategic procurement unit in, in OCPO that would then go and look at how government can then benefit from that new commodity. Um, Estelle Sitan is, is, is heading that unit, and we will include it in a transversal contract if we have quantified the benefits that government can derive from such. So we are embarking on those processes, but it is at a very minute scale um, 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 because of the number of um, the, the um, full-time equivalent officials we've got in that space. There was there was um, um, a mention by an honourable member of, of challenges experienced at the provinces. The, the, the Public Finance Management Act has empowered the provincial treasuries to provide an oversight responsibility um, at the provinces. But if it becomes a matter of national interest, we do take it. Um, Ms. Basani Dekar's team will then go and have a look at what the issue has been. Um, so all the matters where they uh, become a public interest or they become an interest in our space as National Treasury, we do have a look at them. But um, um, I'm based on what is provided um, and in terms of the, the um, 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 delegation of authorities um, um, given to the provinces through the PFMA and its associate regulations, they are empowered to also provide that oversight responsibility over their province and the municipalities in their concern. Um, and therefore, I would have expected them, their province to have dealt with the matter. Consequence management is covered in our um, framework for condemnation of irregular expenditure. National Treasury will not condone any irregular expenditure that um, um, is sent to us for consideration if consequence management has not been taken. Um, 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 there are instances where um, accounting officers and, and um, indicate that they cannot take consequence management. We do indicate that even if one cent has been lost um, in the process of irregularity, we would want that one cent to be accounted for. We, we do not, um, 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 my office would not um, 
um, condone any irregular expenditure. What we could do um, 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 in the subsequent presentations is to indicate how many of the condonation requests we have received and from who, and how many of them have been supported and how many of them have not been supported. Um, we might not be able to to disclose um, 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 what consequence management was taken because of sensitivity um, of litigation um, where we disclosure without the um, permission of the affected parties in that condition process, um, especially in matters where there has not been a competent court that has um, made a pronouncement on the matter of um, irregularity. Um, the, the challenge that you are experiencing with regards to loss. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, Chairperson. Yes, Chairperson, on this issue, uh, I wouldn't like uh, the, the acting uh, chief procurement officer to just go past this when he is saying, uh, because the articulation seeks to say. At no stage would we then get these details, or we would get stale information uh, in a quarterly report or so. Uh, either, does this mean we are unable to get fresh information? Why can't we be told what is it that is currently done? Thanks, Chairperson. Okay, thanks, thanks, Rob Lenzana. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll allow the the acting chief procurement officer to respond to that. But uh, uh, I'll, I'll then just request from the other members, just hold back perhaps on some of the follow-ups that you want to make and, and, and allow him to finish. But since you have asked this one, do you want to, uh, to respond to that one, uh, uh, Chief Procurement Officer? Um, Chair, Honorable Chair, thank you. And Honorable Member, um, thanks for the question. Um, what we will disclose in report with what was the nature of the irregularity, what were the costs, um, um, with what was the supplier, because the supplier would know that there, there was the irregularity, um, and, and what consequence management was taken. Um, what we would not um, um, disclose is if, if, if a certain individual was um, disciplined, um, we would just say disciplinary process was taken, but you would not say against who, um, because of, 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 of not, um, um, because we would not want to be litigated um, um, unnecessarily based on having divulged information which should have been um, treated as a confidential information. Um, we would work with the Secretary with regards to um, um, the format, the, the presentation on the Secretary of, of, the, of the committee with regards to how should we um, report. We will share the structure and, and, and for comments or we will present in the next um, 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 quarter review and, and the committee can then indicate what more information they would want. And um, as far as um, um, we are legally um, bound to report, we will certainly do that, if that's okay with you, Chair, um, and the Honourable Member. Please, please continue. We'll, we'll check once you have finished whether the Honourable Member would like to make a follow-up. Please proceed. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honourable Chair. Um, 
the, the unfortunate part with regards to transversal contract, um, Honorable Member asked, how do we then deal with losing economies of scale um, pertaining to the organs of states that do not participate in our transversal contracts? Um, we, the, the PFMA regulations are structured in that way that may participate and gave um, 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 that um, the decision to the accounting office or accounting authority. We do share with all organs of states um, all the contracts that we have put in place and, and, and what the pricing would be and what the benefits would be. Um, but however, they do exercise their legislative rights not to participate. Um, we have looked at, um, um, when we issued the public procurement bill, we had indicated that um, um, the participation in the transversal contract would be mandatory, basically to address this issue. However, we have a challenge because um, the triple PFA, which, which gives rise to the public procurement bill, still indicates that may, um, the regulation says may choose to participate. We have to deal with that. Um, and if once we have dealt with that, we may regulate under the public procurement bill, once it's turned into an act, we may regulate that participation is, is mandatory when we look at um, 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 economies of scale. But the current legislative environment does not force us to, does not give us the right to force participation. Um, hence, we need to look at PFMA first before we can actually effect that um, compulsory participation. It's, it's, there are contracts where there's a, there's a huge loss um, of benefits simply by not participating. Um, I made an example to the voice and data um, contract. Um, the organs of states that are participating on RT15 are getting unlimited data, unlimited um, 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 minutes on, on, on their contract but we still have other organs of states that still get itemized billing, which is linked to a rate um, which can amount to thousands. We kept this on RT15 to 500 range, so it means an official that participate on RT15 would not pay more than 500 um, on a contract based on the unlimited, um, um, unkept data and voice. So those are the things we are engaging on, and we will deal with them as, as, as we go on. But we need to change the, re the regulations to speak to what we intend to do. Um, th there was a question with regards to what do we do um, where, with, where, with deviations where um, officials are not um, complying to, to, the, to the laws applicable to procurement. Um, when they sent a deviation request to National Treasury, we test it in line with the legislation. If the legislation does not support that type of deviation or that type of modification, National Treasury does not support. Um, 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 and if organs of states do go and implement um, against the legislation, then irregular expenditure will be recorded against them by the Auditor General. Um, and we will not condone that irregular expenditure because we would have advised them that um, such an activity would lead them into irregularity. Um, therefore, under no circumstances, National Treasury support any um, request for deviation, condonation, or modification if it is against the law. Um, we definitely would advise the accounting officer um, correctly with regards to that. Um, therefore, um, in the presentation that we have um, provided, um, all the matters that we have not supported 
um, it would definitely be the matters where the law would have not been complied to had we supported that deviation or had the accounting officer implemented that decision that they wanted to implement. Um, I, I may have to apologize and once again um, to, to the honorable members and, and the committee at large and, and the public with regards to us not making information available um, on, on who benefited. Um, it is my commitment that when we do report after quarter four, we will have a full disclosure of information as requested. Um, our IT um, system, as well as having to manipulate the data manually and check CSD vis-a-vis um, -vis the data that we have received um, um, has, has, has impacted. We have started working. Um, we did not finalize. It is my apology again, um, Honorable Chair, through you, that we will make that information available. It, has, it is not our intent to, to withhold that information. We just did not have ample time to, to be able to deal with that. And it was brought to my attention through um, the request by the, um, by the Secretary, Secretary of the Committee and the Honorable Chair, but we will make it available. My apologies once more. I have spoken to consequence management. Consequence management is not the responsibility of the National Treasury. Um, the um, um, condemnation framework places that, um, the PFMA also places that responsibility to the accounting officer and the accounting authorities. If there is any irregularity that is picked, um, the accounting authority must provide the reasons why um, um, that happened and what they would do um, to make sure that um, consequence management is taken and that there would be no recurrence of such um, an irregularity. We will apply our mind based on the framework um, and the conditions of the framework must be met. If not met, we would not con condone any irregularity until such um, time that all the um, conditions of the irregular expenditure combination framework uh, are, 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 are adhered to. One of them is that um, consequence management must be exercised by the accounting officers. Um, um, there was also a, a question with regards to there are loopholes um, that are not aiding um, transformation in the procurement arena. We, we, we have what we are hoping to achieve at the end of the day when the new public procurement bill is promulgated is that all these loose pieces of legislation are combined into one we should have one public procurement legislation in the country um, and that all the loose um, regulations that support um, the, all these pieces of legislation are all going to be reviewed. Um, um, those that will be um, repealed would be done so and, and we would have fresh regulations that would support um, the new public procurement um, act at that time. Um, and, and issues such as issues of transformation where the PFA is not assisting. Um, chapter 4 specifically of the Public Procurement Bill um, makes pronouncements specifically that women will be empowered, um, um, makes specific pro um, pronouncement that youth will be empowered and people with disabilities. The regulations will provide a recipe of how that empowerment should go about um, um, and how that preference should go about. And we would be very explicit in our regulations with regards to that. 
Um, certainly, the current legislation is not explicit enough and it is not advancing um, the course of government um, as it should be. And we have taken cognizance of that. Um, Um, Chair, your, your, your question on 9010 um, and 8010 with regards to um, how serious do we view transformation? We view it very serious. The bill was brought about to indicate our seriousness with regards to making sure that procurement is transformed. Um, the issues of 9010-8020 will be looked at seriously. Um, 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 when we do regulations that govern preference in terms of the point system. Um, also in terms of um, how do we um, manage um, different um, if, if we are going to prefer women, how are we going to go about preferring them? If we are going to prefer youth, how are we going to go about preferring them? So that every tenderer um, has a clear understanding of how they're going to structure their tender to favor the advancement of the, the, the marginalized or the previously disadvantaged um, sectors of the economy and making sure that they are dealt with um, in, in the manner that, that is correct. Um, there, there was a question that was asked with regards to um, I'm trying to, to recap um, 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 how the question was phrased. Um, let me just um, make the statement. It, it would probably answer the question. When we issue a tender, we issue it and we've got different evaluation stages. Um, first, we, we, we will do mandatory requirements. We can exercise um, um, transformation in that space for we can indicate that um, the certain levels of um, triple BE levels would be considered for this tender, and and preference can be can be um, 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 our private healthcare is characterized so by high admission rates. Why is that? Because that's how they are able to generate more income through longer admissions. So we understand fully. We are not surprised that discovery is against. Um, uh, another uh, reinvestment uh, method if any that seeks to put value for service for what? Chair, again, for a country with such high unemployment rates, sitting at 34.9%, high levels of poverty and income inequality, we cannot afford to have high cost of health care. In actual fact, it cannot afford to modify its health care. As now, we believe that the NHL will provide the country with a health system that is for everyone and achieve the health goals embodied in the NDP, which has uh, Significant, to significantly reduce of that tender must be clearly um, stipulated in the technical evaluation. That will be stage two. And then in some instances, you may have stage four where you look at any other attributes. Um, for an example, um, where you would look at does is the supplier registered with um, 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 certain bodies um, 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 to be able to do the work that they do. If you do not use it upfront as the elimination criteria, for an example, 
if we say it must be a, 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 a registered professional engineer, there's no need to evaluate further because that person would not be able to be eligible for that. So there are different gatekeepers. By the time you apply um, prize and, and provide points for, for preference, you would have preferred upfront in terms of the level and you would have made sure that technically they are suitable and, and then you apply the price um, and the score. Um, I must admit that if a, 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 a sub, if we have not indicated upfront that we are looking for suppliers that are say level one up to four um, and we allowed all the eligible suppliers to go through, certainly when it comes to, to, to price, and um, and um, allocation of points, um, any supplier would take. Um, however, um, and because the the formula for ninety ten and eighty twenty is sensitive to this, um, 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 more than it is sensitive to to preference. Therefore, you would find that um, any supplier that provided a cheaper quote. Um, irrespective of whether they are the previously disadvantaged or not, would take up the bulk of the points simply because they have provided a cheaper um, 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 quotation. We are looking into that and we are going to make sure such a tilting of the scale does not happen in the new, um, but making sure that we comply to the law with regards to Section 217 of making sure that we are fair in the way we have legislated um, and that everybody has an equal opportunity to, to procurement um, opportunities. The professional services, um, we do not have professional services in our um, transversal contracts at National Treasury. Um, however, we do encourage um, um, other organs of states that require such. For an example, your water and sanitation would require professional engineers. They may put a panel of professional engineers that would provide them with work. Um, Department of Justice requires um, um, legal firms and legal um, individuals. They may put together a panel specific to their needs um, with regards to that. Um, there are quite a number of professional services requirements in the in the in the um, in, in government, and therefore, us putting them together at national treasury would be counter effect counter productive. We we have um, um, delegated that to to the department. However, Department of Justice, as as, as a single one, they have said we have a problem. Um, can you help us with putting together a panel? So we are working on putting together a panel for the legal services um, in that regard. We do, however, as nation publish regulations that regulate um, how to go about putting together contracts for for for, for consultants and legal um, for consultants and as well as the specialist functions and what we should be paid for um, as. as of states regulate the maximum price allowable for consultants. Um, that's um, if I may um, stop at that, um, Ms. Um, Jacobs, um, five minutes if you may include um, any other thing I lost, I left, and then give to Ms. Mumalo um, and Mr. Muifo um, two minutes each if you may, um, with your permission, Chair. Ms. Jacobs. Um, 
Uh, thank you so much, uh, CPO, for that, for the opportunity. I think you've covered quite a lot um, uh, in terms of the questions that has been posed by the honorable members. I think if there's anything that I could add to it is probably um, a, a comment relating to the question that asked whether subcontracting is an effective way of developing small businesses and say that currently, um, based on our legislative environment, that is one of the effective ways, I believe, are available for organs of state to utilize to develop small businesses. Um, and I'm, I'm saying legislatively because um, Section 2173 of the Constitution requires that there must be a national legislation that enables advancement of um, designated groups or people from a, a previously disadvantaged background. Um, what may be lacking and is a bit of a challenge um, in government in terms of making sure that this legislative enabler um, is used effectively and it actually works is making sure that whenever tenders are issued and where feasible subcontracting is required, um, there is follow through to make sure that the commitments that the bidders have made through the bidding process are actually Im implemented and the small businesses actually realize the value that has been proposed by the bidders as part of the bidding process. Any bidder, I would add, Chairperson, that fails to implement the commitment um, that they have provided through the bidding process, we would seen as have misled the organs of state and action would then need to be taken by the particular organ of state um, as a recourse because that would be undermining the objectives of government and would be undermining this legislative enabler to make sure that we, we develop small businesses. So I think I will leave it there, Chairperson. Thank you so much. Ms. Thank you, Chairperson, and thank you, honorable members. And uh, thank you, Mr. Molefe, for this also opportunity. And I think you've said quite a mouthful. All I wanted to elaborate on is just on the legislative requirements, indicating that uh, post the repeal of the triple PFA, is chapter four of the public procurement bill, which provides to set aside the awarding of bids to promote um, categories of businesses, meaning the small, medium, and micro enterprises, including um, local uh, manufactured. So in this case, we are referring to goods that are manufactured in the Republic and therefore promoting localization in this case. But furthermore, it's not limited to that, but we also make reference to women-owned enterprises because within the current legislation, we are unable to set aside. And based on that fact that we're unable to set aside, there is a pre-qualification criteria that institutions prior to going out on bids and doing their market assessment would then stand as to what, what are the opportunities for these designated groups, which include women, um, youth, and people with disabilities, etc. And I think the chairperson also made reference to the 80-20 and the 90-10. The 20 and the 10, basically what we are using is the status level of contribution in terms of the triple BEE. But the 80 and the 90 doesn't only look at price, 
but looks at the manner in which that supplier that is being evaluated, if the supplier would be able to um, respond, has responded to what is required by the institutions. So the competency of that supplier and the functionality, et cetera, is in that 80% or the 90%, which I think Mulefe has already uh, explained on that. So because that 80-20 and the 90-10 is enshrined in the act, we are unable in the regulations to bring about any um, new mechanism of evaluating bids, but sticking to the 80-20 rule. Post the, once the bill is promulgated, the 80-20 rule falls off, but the bill provides for the minister to prescribe measures of evaluation that would be able to address these socioeconomic objectives of government. And currently, as uh, Basani has indicated, subcontracting is the current mechanism that is possible. Although there are challenges in the subcontracting, in the sense that when my major bidders bid, they indicate subcontracting. But once the implementation starts, the subcontractor is either left left on the side and not not included in the process. And those are the challenges that we need to implement or enforce to ensure that should a supplier, a major supplier, decide to stop the subcontractor performing or being part of the bid, then that 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 contract is um, cancelled. I think those are the key issues that I wanted to add on. Thank you so much. Thank you. Finally, Honourable Chair, Mr. Mifo, and then we will hand over back to you. Uh, thank you, Dr. Fani, and uh, good morning, Chair and uh, members. Of Parliament. I think uh, Mr. Fani has um, addressed all the issues that relates to transversal term contracts. However, what I needed to touch on with the question that was asked is with regards to the loss of economies of scale uh, for organ states uh, not being part of transversal uh, term contracts. And at the moment, legislatively, transversal term contracts are an option. So all accounting officers and accounting authorities um, at this stage, they have an option. They can make a decision to be part of them or not to be part of them. However, with the introduction of the bill, we are looking at uh, <clears throat> uh, to make them uh, compulsory for certain commodities to be arranged centrally as transversal term contracts. But uh, if, uh, to put it out there is that we don't want to take over all the commodities from, uh, from organs of state and, and, and centralize them at the national treasury because and if we do that, we might run into a space where we erode capacity in organs of state because we would have taken everything at the national treasury to, to rationalize everything. But the idea is to look at um, a, a, a common uh, products or common goods and services that are, have got similar specification just to um, benefit on economics of scale than take over everything. But in some instances, like Mr. Fani has indicated that there will be other organs of state that will come and says we are struggling with putting in place this type of commodity. And then we are, uh, in most of the cases, uh, able to list those organs of state 
and to make that contract the transversal term contracts because they would have had uh, challenges internally to 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 put in in place. It could be issues of capacity or issues of technical skills. Uh, thank you, thank you, Chair. Honourable Chair. Okay, uh, uh, Mr. Isaac, finally, we are done with your team, right? Yes. Yes, we are, Honourable Chair. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. Honourable members, I said, hold on to your follow-up questions. This is an opportunity for you to follow up on the issues that you were raising. Let me just uh, get an indication of like to uh, follow up. Members, are you there? What are you doing, Zana? Are you are you covered? Yes, Chair, uh, I am covered because uh, the indication from that response was that uh, the response would then be needed from a little higher office than the office of the chief procurement officer. So I'm covered by his response. But we'll make a follow-up in a correct platform, not necessarily this one. Okay. Thank, uh, thank, thank, thank you so much, Lenzana. Um, um, my 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 follow-up um, um, is that uh, why we are saying as government that would like to use procurement as a major tool in transforming our economy, broadly speaking. Um, it, it is a concern that the issues of broad-based procurement empowerment uh, are not contained in the principal act. Uh, we are told that they will be in the, in the, in the secondary legislation. Uh, and that makes it very much, much weaker. Um, I, 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 that's that's my that's my first take, and obviously we may have to take this one up with the political office. But it, it does no harm to hear you. What what would be your response to 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 to, to that to that statement? Also, um, I think this the office can do this. <laughs> you see, it's also very important that we we talk to the people. We try to. Uh, uh, to, to govern and to assist in with our processes. I just want to check whether you do have a public licensing person from your office just to get to know how people feel about what we are doing, especially around the question of empowerment, especially around the question of, of subcontracting, around the issues of people being paid on time. Because there's also very, very important colleagues that you should have a feedback. Uh, fortunately, we, I don't know whether it's fortunate or unfortunate, we as a, a <clears throat> representative of the public in parliament, we interact with the people. And these issues that we are raising here, they are real issues and there's just uh, no satisfaction. But again, numbers don't lie. We are saying that after all these years, we still remain a very, very unequal society. And uh, um, with over concentration of, of, of wealth to people who were, who were having this wealth prior to 1994. So our, our attempts 
to try and transform the economy. And we, we, we hold this view that being a biggest buyer of goods and services, and especially through our office, we should be able to, to play a role in transforming the economy. Because if we don't, nobody will. So I'm just saying that uh, um, I don't you think it, it would be a good idea that sometimes you do hold these meetings, especially with the small businesses, with the PE companies, with women companies, with the young people's companies, to see how can we sharpen uh, uh, our delivery from, from, this, uh, from this office. I ask that we go to slides 42 and 43, which talks about reasons for deviations and modifications. So let's, let's not get there. The point I wanted to make is that, can, can you revisit, revisit those, those conditions? Because we, we come up with the law, and then the SCM policies that should be followed by these companies. Chigi Chigi, these companies, they come back, they don't want to follow this, the same laws that we, uh, we put and the same SCM policies. They, they, they run to, um, uh, to the OCPO for, for deviations and so on. These deviations from where we were seated should be under very exceptional circumstances. They shouldn't be companies who, who manage their businesses through deviations. And we, we do also take the point um, uh, uh, that uh, accounting officers and authorities have got the ultimate responsibility. But you must know that once they come to you and you give a go-ahead, they've, they've just transferred that responsibility around that contract. They'll, they'll say uh, National Treasury through OCPO gave us the right to deviate. So we're saying from where we're sitting that deviation and what should all be done, it shouldn't be a norm of people managing their businesses through, because they are saying we don't want to follow the laws that are there uh, we don't, as far as, as, as procurement is concerned, it should be under very, very uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, peculiar circumstances that we 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 we, we allow we allow that. Um, yeah, I don't know whether uh, um, Mr. Isaac Fan would like to make a comment on what I've said. You don't have to, but if you if you will, please come in. Um, thank you, Honourable Chair. Um, I would I would just like to speak to one. I think we we are noting the um, your 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 um, um, comments on on the slides. Um, we will look into that, um, I, I, and and we also take note um, with regards to deviations should be an exception, not the norm. Um, and and that's 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 the principle that we've been working on. Um, and, and the concern that we've got is um, um, with National Treasury providing that oversight, which should have been um, an oversight um, 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 that should have been um, dealt with by the accounting officers. But we, we do see some of these um, filter through from the accounting officers and accounting authorities up to our office, but we do not take... Um, Take, we don't favor no, no, um, um, any of the organs of states when it comes to application and discharge of our duties. Um, we apply the, the law to the latter. But yes, we still have a large number of deviations and modifications we shouldn't be having. Um, but some of the circumstances are beyond just um, us applying the law. It's, it's making sure that government works 
um, and, and that service delivery um, is, 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 is not hampered. Um, with, with regards to transformational issues, the bill is explicit, um, Honorable Chair. Um, it does say we will prefer the following um, 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 designated groups. We will prefer um, women. We will prefer youth. What, what the bill is not indicating is, is, is the recipe on how that, 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 that would happen. And the reason why it is not included in the bill is, 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 is because um, government may have change in programs. Um, like for instance, the Department of Women, um, Youth and People with Disabilities wanted us to be explicit and say 40% um, of spent would go to women. Um, and we said, no, we are going to be explicit in the act that women will be, will be preferred. Um, but in the regulation, we will then say 40. The reason why we are saying that is, should the numbers indicate that 40 is too, is too little, we can regulate and say 60%. Um, but should it become impractical for us to achieve 40%, we will look at the circumstances surrounding us not achieving and deal with the circumstances, but stick to the 40% until we get it right. Um, 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 though that, that's the recipe on how we're going to go about it would be in the regulations, but it is explicit in the act. Chapter four of the public procurement bill as we have it currently, um, as it will be presented to NEDLEC um, later on um, and to cabinet and parliament um, is explicit in, those, in, the, in that regard. Thank you, Chair. Thank, thank you. Um, <clears throat> thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, 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 to you. Um, about the, 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 the acting the acting in the OCPO. Um, it, it's a, it, 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 it creates a lot of un, un, uncertainty. I'm sure no more no more was so all 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 those things we um, but the main things about about certainty about who's there who's in charge um, uh, and then you take all the responsibilities which come with the uh, with, uh, with with the with the office. But I think uh, in the absence of of further uh, questions from the honourable members, let me take this opportunity at once more to to to, to thank to thank you, uh, uh, Mr. Um, Isaac Fanny and your team, and uh, wish you well. And and you must know that. As this committee, as parliament, you put a lot of uh, trust in that office. One to make sure that the resources are, are, of of the state are properly used, that we have got proper regulatory function as far as procurement and SCMs are concerned, and to make sure that we transform the economy using this tool of the budget. Uh, in the current financial year, we have got 2.02 trillion rand as as the as, as the budget of the state. Um, and as to how far black people, how far women, uh, youth, and people living with disabilities are benefiting remains a big question. Um, I think it's one question which we are going to be dealing with uh, at, at DPME, because as far as uh, evaluation and monitoring, those are the things that we, we really want to, 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 to look at. But uh, thank you very much. Uh, you may remain in the, in the platform, but we, if you have got more issues that you'd like to go and attend to, we are, we are free to leave uh, the meeting.
Okay, let's go to the next agenda item. Um, Darren, we are dealing with the with the minutes. Um, just a second. <clears throat> The minutes of the 8th yes. yes, the minutes of, of the 8th of February 2022. The minutes were sent to us, honorable members. Um, can I have the mover for the adoption of the minutes? Matafa, I move, Chair. Honorable Matafa moves, seconder. Second. Thank you very much. And then uh, we go to agenda item number six. Darren, any announcements from your side? No, Chairperson, nothing from my side. Next engagement is next Wednesday when we're going to do the, we're going to have the, the lockup, budget lockup. Okay. But tell, tell me, how, how, is it, how is it working this, this time? Chair, um, well, yes. We well, the, 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 um, I still need to confirm with my colleagues in, in Treasury. Um, mm -hmm. What I saw the last time was they were proposing uh, Marx building. So, um, but, but I will confirm all of that um, before the end of the week, Chair. So the, the, the budget's on Wednesday, am I right? Yes, Chairperson. So the, 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 the lockup session is, is before the... Yeah, uh, it starts at 11. That's at 11, 11 until two. Okay. Um, good luck to the, uh, to the to the minister and, and team treasury on, on 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 the budget. Yep, that takes us to the end of the meeting. Thank you very much, honourable members, uh, uh, colleagues. Uh, let's hook up next week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. No. Recording stopped.